Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Uprising Podcast, a podcast about Phoenix Rising Football Club. I am your host, Jake Anderson. Today, my guest is Phoenix Rising midfielder Jose Aguinaga. Jose is in his second year with Phoenix Rising after coming over in 2019. Now, the midfielders had a similar playing trajectory as maybe the likes of a Joey Farrell, in which last year we saw Jose in the starting 11 constantly with John Baccaro and Kevin Lambert. And now this year, at least at the beginning of the season, we didn't really see him much at all. And as the season progressed, we kind of saw a resurgence of Jose Aguinaga into Rick Schantz's, not necessarily starting 11, but definitely in his match day 18 and was definitely used consistently as a substitute. And Another thing that I noticed personally was that it elevated the play of John Baccaro and John Baccaro elevated the play of Jose Aguinaga as well. So without further ado, let me bring on Phoenix Rising midfielder Jose Aguinaga for a USL Championship final edition of the Uprising podcast. All right, Jose Aguinaga, thank you very much for joining me. How are you doing, man? You're in the USL Championship final. How does it feel? Uh, thank you very much for having you and your podcast. I mean, uh, excited, excited about the game. Can't wait for Sunday and, and you know, uh, ready for whatever is coming. So, obviously, you're not playing on a Saturday. You're playing on a Sunday. You've also played three straight matches in the playoffs that have gone the full 120. So, what does the schedule look like this week for training? Because today, Wednesday, is usually a hard training session for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, obviously with the change in schedule, we got to adapt a little bit and we had training today. We're training tomorrow before we go to Tampa. Uh, probably won't be able to train tomorrow, but Thursdays usually are not that hard for us. And then Friday would be easy easy training, get used to the pitch, get, get used to the Tampa Stadium. And and then Saturday game day minus one and then Sunday hopefully the, you know, the win. So you guys are leaving for Tampa tomorrow then, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, we're leaving tomorrow, tomorrow, right after we train. All right. Yeah, and then are you – oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, so, no, I was just going to say, I don't think there's like direct flights. That's why we're leaving early. And also with the three hours different or two, um, you know, we need to get used to like sleeping habits and all these things. Yeah, looking at the flights, I, I didn't even see one that would be even possible to buy that was direct. So I think – to get to Tampa from Phoenix or St. Petersburg, I should say, you have to take multiple flights. Is there, are you going to be training on the actual pitch or are you guys going to like a local college or something to train? Do you know? I think at least one day we're going to train there uh, in the in the actual field where we're going to play the final. Uh, I think it'd be good, you know, to, to get used to it. Uh, obviously different pitch, different climate, different different uh, atmosphere there too. So I think it'd be good. It'd be good to train there and get used to it a little bit. And and then I don't know if we're going to train one or two days there. I don't, I'm honestly don't, don't know how many days we're going to be able to train there, but I think with one is fine. Have you been talking to like Darnell or to Damien at all about, you know, guys who have used to play for Tampa about the pitch? Have you, have you been getting the insight on that at all? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, you know, usually when the, when the pitch is good, there's not much difference, you know, dimensions wise. I don't, I think I want to think it's, it's about the same. I've played there before when I was at Rebels and I remember it was a good pitch, good service, which for us is good. Uh, and as I say, other than dimensions, which, you know, we, we used to be on the road too. So 
shouldn't be shouldn't be a problem. And you and I have had this conversation, you know, not on a podcast about the, how important it is for for you guys to have a pitch that like you understand what the ball is going to do. Uh, for our, my listeners, can you kind of explain, you know, when when you guys played at Orange County? Obviously, the yeah. pitch was was terrible. Can you kind of explain what happens when a pitch is really dry, when the grass is really long, and just kind of how that disrupts your guys' game? I mean, personally, and you know, I mean, um, and team wise, is I think we're we're a team that play pace with uh, plays with a lot of pace. We keep the move, like try to keep the move, the ball uh, the ball moving, you know, and we need the the ball to move to move as as fast as we can, you know. We're also a very fast team, so when we play in a pitch where the the ball kind of slows down a little bit. I think it kind of takes away a little bit. But as I say, I think we're ready for whatever it is, you know. And we've been it's been a it's been a, a crazy year. We've been through like any possible tough scenario you can think of. So I think the team will adapt to like whatever the pitch is and whatever we play. I think we're motivated for it, and that's the most important thing. And speaking of the the year you guys have had, you know, in terms of it's been. 2020 year for everybody um you personally you know you you went from starting pretty much all the time in 2019 and and um you know this year it hasn't been quite the same but in the second half of the year for sure you definitely had um a resurgence for lack of a better word I mean you you came back onto the scene and became a regular back into the lineup so for you personally how has that been I mean, as you say, you know, it's been crazy for everybody these years, like up, ups, ups and downs. But I think it's any anyone you talk to in his professional career is going to have this kind of like years where, where like might not play as much as you want and you might, you know, the team is going to need you at some point. And the, the most important thing for me and, and anybody I'm, I'm sure you talk to like you know, as play professional is just to be ready when when the coach needs you, be ready when the team needs you and try to help the team as much as you can. So uh, for me, that's what I've tried to do all this year. And yeah, uh, as I say, like uh crazy year for everybody. But but uh, for me, that's the thing that keeps us, you know, like sane, you know, going to train every day, make sure you're ready and, and, and be ready for when the team needs you. So speaking of that, that preparation, what is kind of your personal, you know, mental routine? It seems like every... Every footballer has some routine or some little thing that they do to get themselves ready for a match. What is yours? Uh, I mean, I don't like. I used to have a lot of like, um, how do you say in English? Like uh, when you superstitions. Superstitions. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have a lot. Like where I would like try to wear the same shoes to the game, try to like do the same things all you know on the week and that kind of thing. But I think with the, with the years, I kind of realized that like as long as I work hard every day in training, you know, eat, eat the right things, do the right things, sleep the right amount of time, then in time, like the the, the time when when we have to play, it's just all about enjoy. So if I I feel I find myself having too many superstitions sometimes where I wouldn't enjoy game day, and, and luckily I think I, I'll get rid of that. So you know, just like be ready, uh, chill in the hotel in this case, and. Whenever the whenever the the time comes, it's just you know enjoy. So kind of going back to everything that you guys have a team, excuse me, everything that you guys as a team have faced this season, is there kind of an us against the world mentality? Is there like a you know we're Phoenix Rising and and 
you know, screw everybody else for lack of a better term. We're going to go out and win this thing. Is there, is there that kind of chip on your shoulder? I mean, we saw there's a 51% chance that Tampa Bay is supposed to win, which I think is basically just a coin flip and they're at home. I mean, yeah, 51, it's, you know, it's pretty close. But it was the same, I think, El Paso. Everybody expects El Paso to win. Everybody expects Reno to win. And and I don't know if it's as against everybody. And, you know, obviously, for us, it's more like, or at least personally, I don't try not to pay too much attention, whatever the outside is. Like, I don't even have Twitter. So, uh, just, you know, like, as I say, get mentally and, and physically ready. And whenever the time comes, just enjoy. And, and it, you know, obviously, try to to fight and, and get the win, which we've been working so hard all year. So why not? We're there just one more game. So speaking of Tampa, they, they play with three in the back, which not something you guys haven't seen, but it's not something that you guys have seen a lot. So from both an offensive and defensive perspective, what are the challenges that their formation brings? And also what can you guys exploit? Well, we've, we've talked about it a little bit of the, um, I don't want to give away everything we, we talk about it. Obviously, uh, yeah. What what you can tell me. <laughs> they play a different, you know, a little bit different, you know, five in the back, uh, like three in the back and two two uh, carrileros, what we call it in Spanish, which is like the two kind of like wing backs uh, that they go forward to. So it's like a three or five. And, and I don't know. I think uh, we'd obviously, we're, we're not attacking, but we can definitely explode, exp- uh, explode them like, on the wing, and we can explode in the middle. We we are we're ready for what whatever is gonna come. I think, as I say, I can I can tell you everything we talk about, it, and there's definitely some points that we've talked about it that I I don't no no because I just don't want them to hear it. But um, but yeah, I think you know we're gonna be ready. It's gonna be definitely a tough tough challenge for us for them too. They're playing at home, but as I say, we're we're ready for whatever's gonna come. So excited for it. Excited excited to to see what happens and. I'm excited to get the win. No, oh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make you give any way uh, some strategy before a final. Absolutely not. <laughs> but uh, perhaps here, a different question I can ask is a guy like Leo Fernandez is a guy in the midfield who, you know, if if you happen to be on the pitch, that's gonna ha- probably be a guy you have to know where he is, right? So, what kind of what kind of challenges have you seen on film about Leo Fernandez that that will be presented on Sunday night? Well, I mean, we know, you know, the capabilities of all the players. We know they're a good team. We know they, they have good players. I've actually played with a couple of them, uh, Jordan and Evan Lowry. You know, I played with them at Red Bull. And, and we know the capabilities of Fernandez too. We know we know they're going to be a good team. It's going to be a tough challenge. Uh, but for me, personally, and what we talk every game pretty much is what we can do, you know. it's I think we, are, we have a win. Uh, you have a winning mentality when you focus on yourself. Obviously, you... You have to know what kind of dangerous things the other team have, but as long as we are 100%, as long as we are doing what we're supposed to do, I, I think there's no team that could could uh, beat us. And I, I think that's what's going to happen on Sunday. You know, we're going to come 100% ready and, and hopefully get the win. So, obviously, earlier I was talking about how there's some former players on on Phoenix Rising that used to play for Tampa and, and vice versa. Uh, although Mustafa Dumbuya has not been dressing out for the playoffs, um, you know, he has been on the team all year. Uh, does any, you know, former teammates and, and that kind of stuff, does, do you guys talk to each other before the match or do you think there's any strategy that Mustafa's given them about you guys and, and kind of vice versa? Does that happen? Well, I mean, I'm sure there's 
there is a little bit of that. Obviously, we're we're every every year and every coach is different. I don't I don't know when Ronel was there. I don't know if he's the same coach or not. But obviously, from my personal experience, when I've played, for example, against Red Bulls, I know pretty much what they like to do. So he's obviously try to give information to to the team, to the coach, and trying to like you know obviously let them work. Uh, for Mustafa, I haven't personally talked to him. Um, and as I say, we we've we've watching video, we're watching what what they're doing. I'm sure they're watching too, and it's gonna be a tough challenge. And I just can't wait for it. So obviously, you guys are known for scoring goals, right? You guys led the league with the most goals this year with 44. We look at Tampa, and they only allowed 11 goals this year. So they had the second best defense in all all of USL. Not that you guys had a bad defense. You guys had one of the better defenses as well. But I think it's pretty pretty well known. Like when you think Phoenix Rising, you think scoring. But from your guys' perspective, um, you know, you guys are playing the best teams in, in the league in the playoffs, obviously. And, you know, you've, ha- you've played three matches of 120 minutes. And you've scored four goals while only allowing three. So while the goal scoring might not necessarily be up to a Phoenix Rising standard, the defense has been pretty much – you know, right where it should be. And and I, I bet if I were to ask, you guys probably think you should be playing better defense, shouldn't you? Um, I mean, you know, for me, and the philosophy of finish racing, I think it's a good attack is the best defense, you know? So I think, obviously, obviously we we are not going to go there and, and and just, like, go forward. We, we know it's a final. We know... We know, and we have players that have uh, played in a final, in a USL Championship final before. So we kind of expect what what it's going to be. It's going to be a very challenging game. I know we know they're they're really good defense, but at the same time, I'm sure they know we're the top scorer and one of the top scorers in the league. So as I say, it's going to be a really tough match, and and we'll see. You know. So one thing I've I've noticed, especially this season, is. At least for me personally, I would say that when you and John, John Baccaro, are playing together on the pitch, I, I think it, it, elevates, it elevates both your guys' play. Um, it's just something I've noticed. Like when, you, when, you've gotten, excuse me, when you've gotten subbed in for, for Sam Stanton and, and John stays out there and it's you, you yeah. two and, and Kevin Lambert, I feel like, I, I don't know, there's something about the game changes. Is there, is there something about playing with John that you guys just have a – now, obviously, you're both Spanish. You both play, were teammates last year. Is that it? Or, I mean, what is it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, John and I, we have a great relationship. We're probably signed to, like, best friends in the team. And and probably, I would say, have kind of, like, a similar style of play, the way we play. And personally, I understand what John likes to do, and I think he understands what I like to do. It's not like like the other midfielders don't understand what I'm going to do or I don't understand them, but it's more like, obviously, playing last year, all year together is, is, is easier. You know, these years, you say I haven't had as much time with some other midfielders as I as I have with John and Lambert because obviously last year, last year we play we play pretty much the whole, all the games. So uh, for me, I think it's personally that, that it's kind of a more like playing, like playing time where like we've played together longer than I've played with any other or the other midfielders. So it's going to be a little bit more of, of an understanding. It's, I think it's, it's just something that happens. Probably you ask the same to any other midfielders. The more you play with someone, the more you understand what he likes, his tendencies, and and what he like he likes to do. And for me, 
personally, I think that's that's what it is. I've played with John and Kevin the longest time, and and it's I understand what they're gonna do, but at the same time, I, Sam and, and Jordan are amazing players, and and I love the way they play too. Is as I say, I I think I like to play with John because we have pretty much uh, same style, but um. But I mean, yeah, we we are we are, as I said, we have to be ready for whatever the team needs. All right, and then I just got a couple more questions. This one is more so about your career in terms of the magnitude of importance of a match. Where does this one rank in your career? Well, I've never played a US Championship before, so it's, it's fair to say that it's probably the most important game in my career so far. Hopefully. Not the most important. Hopefully, there's bigger things coming, you know. But um, but yeah, I, it's pretty important. It's uh, one game, get everything and get something that I haven't that I haven't get, you know. Luckily, since I've been to finish I and mean, finish racing these past few years, we got a trophy every year. But I know, and every player you ask knows that it's not in professional soccer. That's not easy to get a trophy every year. So this is a winning team. This is a winning mentality and. And excited to to see if I can get that. And then my final question, kind of it's a two-parter. Obviously, you guys have played 120 minutes, three straight games. So I gotta ask: Is is this one going 90, or is it going 120? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I if you ask me, I would prefer to end it in 19. You know, if if we're gonna if we're gonna win it, any but whatever it takes. You know, we we know we've been in this situation twice. You know, if if it's overtime, overtime. If it's pickets, pickets. Whatever it is, as long as we get the trophy back to Phoenix, that's what I'm going to be happy about. And then speaking of those penalties, should you be on the pitch come penalty time? Are you are you willing to step up? Are you a volunteer? And uh, kind of when you do take pens, what is your what is your mental process? I mean, if I have to, yeah, I will definitely. Uh, it's obviously the last two games, the guys that have to step up and, and take that responsibility have done amazingly, you know, obviously Zach has helped the team with three saves. So, so I mean, whatever whatever it comes, as I say, just be ready for it. And my mentality is just scoring. <laughs> scoring whatever it takes and put it in the net. All right, Jose. Well, thank you very much again for joining me. I know we had some scheduling difficulties. Um, so, again, appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Um, safe travels tomorrow to Tampa, uh, St. Petersburg, technically. Um, but I will see you there on Sunday. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. And sorry about last weekend, but as you say, crazy, crazy schedule. But I'm glad to be to be finally in your podcast. And I'll see you Sunday with the cup. All right. I hope so. See you, Jose. Right. Thank you. See you. Bye. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Uprising Podcast. Phoenix Rising's next match will also be its last of 2020, as Sunday will feature the 2020 USL Championship Final against the Tampa Bay Rowdies at Owling Stadium in St. Petersburg, Florida. Kickoff is set for 6.30 p.m., and you can catch all the action on ESPN 6.20 a.m. or via audio stream on ArizonaSports.com and the Arizona Sports app. For all things Phoenix Rising, be sure to head over to ArizonaSports.com, download the new Arizona Sports app, and you can also follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, a dopo, ciao.